Welcome to the Mountain and Valley Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Horvath. A few years ago, my friend Kip Wilkinson and I had an idea for a project where we would record the stories of people we knew in order to share them with the world. That idea grew into what you're about to listen to. This project exists to share the stories of everyday people, to discuss the difficult moments in life we refer to as valleys, the incredible times we compare to being on top of a mountain, and the ever-changing road in between that we call life. Today's episode is what we've named a solo session, which are episodes where Kip and I discuss the different aspects of testimonies. Today we specifically talk about the first time we shared ours in public, what that looked like, and how we would do it differently now. So, Michael, what have what have you been listening to lately? I've been listening to random music here and there. Um, big jazz fan, mm-hmm. so anything instrumental, really. But I've also been listening to a podcast uh, called Cultivated. Oh yeah, that's a good. That's it's a good very good. Very similar to kind of what we do here. But they've got a little bit more slightly ex- better. Yeah, a little bit more experience under their belt. And uh yeah, I've enjoyed that getting to hear people um not necessarily share their testimonies, but share what's going on in their life or what they have going on. So I guess part of their testimony, yeah, but it's not really the intent of or it doesn't seem to be the intent of here's when I got saved and while that does come up, it's not always that. That's true. Yeah. I think I listened to, uh, as an episode with Russell Moore. It was really good. I don't know that I've heard that one yet. Yeah. It was cool. He was just talking about how he got, no, it wasn't Russell Moore. It was Kyle Eidelman. Yes. I always get them mixed up for some weird so, reason. I heard Kyle Eidelman's. That was the first one I listened yeah, to actually. It was a good episode. Um, and that was the end of last year yeah. that they recorded that or they, put it out. That was the last episode of 2018 for them. And it was interesting because he pretty much says that God more or less tricked him into being a pastor. (laughs) Um, And that that was cool to hear about. That's not really what he thought he'd be doing. Yeah, that's true. What about you? What are you listening to? Um, This is a weird one. I've been listening to this audio book. I don't know. I listen to a lot of audio books at work, but it's called The Body Keeps the Score by uh Bessel van der Kolk Bessel van der Kolk I don't know it's it's like a Polish name um it's all about like trauma and uh, he focuses a lot on PTSD and ultimately just how like your body responds to trauma so fascinating what made you interested in that or what kind of brought that to your attention because that's it's so random yeah it's so random well i'm marrying a counselor so she recommended it that makes more sense (laughs) otherwise i never it would have never come on my radar at all yeah that's that's not one that i can see just popping up in your recommended listen or yeah yeah but i mean as someone who wants to do ministry uh full-time it was very i was very enlightening because it just explained a lot of really, really simple, unique ways to deal with trauma and, and stress. It was just, it was cool. Very nice. Don't know that it's my cup of tea, but 
you'd be surprised. So two weeks ago, we sat down with Scott Chichka, and it was cool to hear a recap of his story and what God's done in his life. Both Kip and I have known him for years, decade, decades. It's definitely been a decade for me. Yeah, I've known him since grade school, and uh, it's always nice to be reminded of your roots and kind of where you've grown, and in his situation, walking alongside of him through through a lot of it. Yeah. But it was interesting, and it reminded me when he shared about his first experience sharing his testimony was on a mission trip. Yeah. That's something I can definitely relate to. Speaking of, do you want to tell the first time that you shared your story with somebody? Yeah. So I was a junior in high school, and I was getting ready to go on a mission trip to New York, uh, New York, Connecticut, technically, uh, with a local church plant that is still around today, which is encouraging to hear because I can only imagine the difficulties that they face up there in the culture and just the busyness that is every day. So during our trip uh, prep, I guess you could say, just kind of the, the planning stages and the getting ready uh, for the few months before we actually went, part of it was practicing with our team, sharing your testimony. Mm-hmm. And it was limited to two to five minutes, something like that. I mean, it's, it's been years so my first experience was sharing my testimony with like-minded people yeah. who profess the same faith in a very condensed time, which, as, as you'll see through our podcast, different people have different varying lengths of their story, how in-depth they go or how broad uh, they share things. and Yeah, how vulnerable they get even. yeah. Yeah, because it can definitely be a vulnerable thing sharing your story because your your testimony is life before Christ and life after. Yep. And often before Christ, there's a lot of things that people deal with shame over, deal with guilt, um, or just things that they may or may not regret. So it's definitely a, a difficult thing to, to open up and share. Right. How'd that first time for you go? Like, uh, it was it was. So it's young. always awkward, right? It was awkward. It was very shallow. Like, I I didn't go into a lot of detail. It was one of those. I don't want to share because I don't know what to share, and I don't want them to think of me differently. And I was just, it was very immature in my faith at that point. I had only truly accepted Christ about a year prior to that. And so I was learning what my faith was, what my relationship was, and and my testimony was really just starting itself. And so that was was probably a big part of it. But um, looking back, I definitely (laughs) today would tell it differently in that situation. Yeah. What about you? Can you remember or care to share the first time you shared your story with someone i'm always willing to share um now i remember the first time i told my my story pretty vividly um because it was just so i don't know i guess different um 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an open person and I mean, throughout like the year between when I came to faith and when I first told my entire testimony, I told bits and pieces of what had happened in my life to other people. I mean, it's just conversation and getting to know others. But, you know, the first time I sat down and told it in a linear uh, fashion, like, you know. Intentionally? Yeah, like like what what was family life like? Like what, what was growing up like before I met Christ? And then what led me to meet Christ? And then how has life been after Christ? Um, that actual progression. Um, the first time I actually went through all of that as a story was uh, as a sophomore in high school. And it was actually on a mission trip too, um, kind of like you and Scott. And yeah, uh, we were in Honduras. And it's funny because I, I don't know. I don't know how I missed it. I don't remember doing it. But I don't think we did the whole training thing where we sat down and practice telling it in five minutes or I'd miss that day or something. I don't know what it was. Um, but I know there was, there was one day and we were, we were in Honduras. We were at this orphanage that we were staying at. And, uh, the, our youth pastor came up and asked me if I would be willing to share my testimony the next day. And we were going to go to this, this church that actually met inside of a dump. Um, they don't meet there anymore, but at the time, like they literally held church in a dump, like a, a pile of trash. Yeah, yeah, an actual pile of trash. Not um, like a metaphoric. Yeah, because in on in in the capital in Tegucigalpa, Honduras, there's not like, uh, like a huge what is that called a landfill, like right. far away from the city. There's like a ring of mountains around the city. And then one of those mountains, they people actually drive up there and then just toss their trash out of the back of the truck or like whatever you, whatever they want to do, <clears throat> and it just piles up on the side of this mountain. Um, and a lot of a lot of people live around there because it's it's easy to get scrap metal to sell and it's just a cheap, affordable place to live. Um, so the, this church like actually held tr- their service inside of a dump, which is nuts. Um, very humbling experience too to see that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, where we go to church, and the places that I've gone throughout my life, I mean, it's always been a building. Has never been even outside. It's mm-hmm. always been in a nice building. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but anyway, our our youth pastor came up and asked me to to share my story and uh, just to kind of be, be thinking through that. And I remember. I, I went and that night I was thinking through it and, you know, I ended up just kind of having a, a, a quiet breakdown is what I like to call it. Like I ended up just sitting in my in my bunk, just kind of crying and, and thinking through everything I'd gone through and, and what had brought me to the point I was at. Um, and then that next day, man, uh, it's kind of funny. You know, I went into into this church in this in the middle of a dump in a, a th- uh, another country. I didn't really speak the language. I was speaking through a translator. I had never told my story in full to anybody. Well, and speaking through a translator is difficult in yeah, and of itself. because it, it doubles the time. Well, and you've got to pause and figure out a decent break and make sure that they can translate. Yep. Sometimes they have a question. What's yep. the best way to, to say this? Exactly. 
And like I was a sophomore and this is my first time out of the country. So I didn't even know yeah. what talking through a translator was supposed to be like. I thought I just talked and he translated, which is what happened. Um, but I got up there and <clears throat> man, I just, I told my whole story and you know, I got through it and it was, oh man, I think I ended up clocking around 12 minutes like just me, like it was long because I had no, I had no practice and I just, I went up there and told everyone exactly like what was on my heart and what Jesus had did for done for me. And man, by the end of it, it was just, it was so cool to see the reaction because what's important to say and note about this is, you know, sometimes most people, they, their first experience telling their testimony to someone is like one-on-one. Right. Or it's with a small group. Yeah. Um, there are about like 200 to 300 people sitting in this church listening to me talk and tell my testimony for the first time. Wow. I didn't realize how crazy that was until afterwards. Yeah. I don't think I could have done that. It was, it's nerve wracking. Um, no kidding. No, no joke. But, man, to see their reaction, because my, my old testimony, and, you know, we'll, we'll get to that eventually. And uh, you'll hear bits and pieces of it as, as we do these solo sessions or as we're talking to our guests. Um, it just has a lot to do with self-worth. And I was talking to these people who feel like they have no self-worth. Like they're at meeting church or they're having their church meeting in a dump, like in a, in a garbage heap. So... I don't know. It was just cool to 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 be be open and vulnerable with with all those people, um, and be able to see my story as broken as it is, relate to somebody else. Oh, and that's a powerful thing is when you're able to hear someone else's story and what God's done in their life, and you see that you can relate. Like from the other end of that, hearing somebody talk about the things God has done through them or to them yeah, that you can relate to, it's it changes everything. It gives you a lot of times a hope and it can definitely change the trajectory of your story just by hearing someone else's. And I think that's kind of why we should share. I mean, scripture tells us that Jesus commanded his disciples and and us as, as followers of of him and of Christ, obviously to go and Mm -hmm. to tell. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's not a, you have to leave. It's, it's wherever you are as you're living life. Go. Yeah. Tell. Um, I think a lot of people and myself included at times get caught up in day to day and, how, you know, that may not fit into our plans or may not be convenient or it's just downright scary to do. And I think the important thing is to to realize that somebody shared their story with us. Somebody was able to say, this is what God did to us. And, and that's where we get to where we are. Without that, where would we be? Yeah. So somebody was vulnerable, bold, and obedient. And that allowed us to receive the greatest gift of all. Yep. And I know for me, keeping that in mind allows me to to be bold myself and to be willing to be vulnerable and, and to share 
what God has done and what he's currently doing. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true. That's, I, I feel like that's the heart of this whole podcast is letting people be real and tell their story so that someone else can be like, that's me. That's exactly what I'm going through. And then just to see God work through it. Be sure to come back in two weeks for our next episode where Kip interviews our friend Cooper about his story, what God is doing in his life, and how he's sharing the gospel with an obscure people group known as the Sikhs. You don't want to miss it.